Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Mike Virginia live. It's a Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, dude. Utah. These? Give me two. We are here to talk baseball. Fantasy baseball 2024. Very stoked. We're doing the show on Saturday, January 27th. I just finished my PitchCon thing. I'm going right into the show here with Mikey V. This is Mike's... I mean, we did the 300th episode thing where we kind of screwed around and talked a bit. But this is our first real show of the season, Mike. And there is excitement in the air. Hells yeah, brother man. Hit the applause button. It is baseball season, baby. Oh yeah, very stoked we to do talking, this, man. Yeah, we were just talking before the show too, and both of our teams are still in the playoffs, and it's very real, real possibility that the Lions could be facing the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and we're both pretty psyched for our teams to be still in it, and that possibility. But I, I gotta say, I gotta say, Michael Govier, I am, uh, I am super pumped to be talking baseball with you today, man. I've been looking forward to it all day. Uh, had a little uh, family uh, time with my wife and my son. Went to like a Jurassic Fest type thing down the street from my house, uh, and all I kept thinking about was baseball, baseball, baseball. I am pumped. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I'm stoked. I am ready. I'm fully transitioned and locked in on fantasy baseball now, and I'm glad we're getting to do the show today. We're going to talk about splits, all stars. The all-splits all-star team from 2023. These are guys who had good runs, whatever it was, in certain amount of times, whether it was on the home or on the road. What's up, Uncle Ted? Good to see you, dude. Uncle Ted's here. You know it's baseball season. Jung-Hoo Lee. Oh, you like Jung-Hoo Lee. Okay, Ted. Ted likes to get on the record with his players of choice every year very quickly. But for us, we're talking about these guys who showed up in moments but weren't necessarily endowed with a final stat line that changed people's perspectives on them. You know what I mean? Correct. Yep, absolutely. And who knows, maybe that's uh maybe they take the next step forward and put a full season together for 2024. That's putting it mildly. Eh? Could be more than that, but either way, I'm excited to do it. So we're going to talk about that today. Of course, we got everything else in store for you that we usually do. You know, we'll do a leading off. We got to talk about where we're looking ahead to in 2023. It's not 2023, it's 2024. I got to get that out of my head. Jeez. Uh, we also do some professional development, how to attack the first three picks in your draft, and so much more than that. I will tell you this, Mike, uh, as far as our two teams this year, the Tigers and the Orioles, obviously the Orioles, what's the minimum expectations for the Orioles this year? Minimum for me is to win the division again. Actually, you know what? I'm going to scale back from that because the AL East is 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 so 
so tough every year. And I know the Yankees and the Red Sox have haven't been their usual selves over the past couple of seasons. And the Rays were really good last year. And the Blue Jays should be able, be able to be good this year again. So um, I'm going to scale back from that. I'm going to say at minimum we have to make the playoffs. Um, and then after that, I would assume that we make it out of the first round of the of said playoffs. So, Ooh. wow, really? I don't. I mean, the, the Red Sox—they suck now, right? You don't have to worry about them, do you? I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things too. Like I know Chris Sale's gone, right? Um, you know, they haven't really made a whole lot of offseason splashes, I guess you, you could say, but. Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably the last place team in the AL East. Uh, but, you know, they still got some talent over there on that side. So we'll, we'll see. Fair enough, my friend. Get into the business time of things here. A new season, same old business. That's right. We're here for you guys. Jump in the live chat like Uncle Ted is. Make your presence known. Just like this. Uncle Ted says the Nationals will be this year's pop team. Pop Warner? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be that. Oh, I don't know if they're going to be that team this year, but they will be uh, very shortly because they have a wave of young talent uh, that I'm excited about for uh, for Washington. Just don't know. If Absolutely. No, I, I like where the team's going. I mean, the Juan Soto trades a little while ago. Now we're moving further away from that. All the talent coming from that. Things looking up for the Nats. I like where your head's at on that. But as far as business here, it's real simple. The season of drafting has begun. So you guys are starting to settle in on your drafts. we got a whole bunch of stuff to get into as the season progresses. We'll give you everything you need, but we're not going to try to just do it like a formulaic, typical show would. You know, We want to give you guys angles and edges in other areas of the game, not just player analysis, but roster construction, strategy, specific format strategies, head-to-head talk. We'll do more of that this year. We're going to give it to you how you want it, okay? So make sure you take advantage of that. The Discord is available in the link of the description. 24-7, it's free. Get in there. It's a really great place, especially for draft season. And then once opening day hits and the day-to-day grind of MLB is going down, you'll be glad that you're in the Discord getting to connect with myself, Mike, Ben Chase. Everybody's in there. The whole crew. Cruel? The cruel crew of Discord are here to basically be at your service. And... I also got the Patreon open there if you want to jump in on that, and I'll be dumping some stuff in there for fantasy baseball next week for sure. That's a guarantee. I'm going to lock that in, actually. Uh, football season is done for me. I've made the transition. I'm in baseball mode now. And then uh, I actually, I actually yeah. have something for you as well, Michael Govier. And Michael Govier himself does not know this, but I will be releasing Mike Virginia's must-have players at each position and only available to the Patreon subscribers. So make sure you check that out. That's coming. I had a lot of hits last year. I'm not patting myself on the back. I had a lot of wrongs as well. If you go back and look at our old podcasts, I owned them. But I had a lot of good ones as well. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that. Again, Patreon's only three bucks. Subscribe. It's the price of a coffee, and it can help you win your league. So that's pretty sure you check it out. Hell yes. Good call, Mike. Yeah, Mike's really stoked for baseball. I can tell. I'm feeding off the energy you got here, and I love it because I want more of that. I want some. Everybody wants some. And uh, I've got my article over at ftnfantasy.com. You can check that out. Groovy with Govier. Right now I'm doing every other week, but once the season rolls, I'll be doing every week. It'll come out every Wednesday. So that is an article that is going to focus more on head-to-head this year. So if you're a head-to-head player, it's an article for you. I'll be giving you all the standard stuff that I pull from across fantasy baseball, but head to head will be the focus and you want to be involved with Groove with Govier, FTM Fantasy. Of course, 
We got great stuff there. If you get the package, it's $59.99 for the season. You get Vlad's awesome fab article, which is a must-have in my opinion. It's so immersive, so comprehensive. Vlad Settler's the man. And then, of course, you also get his VDP rankings, which are really, really good. Shout out to Vlad, FTN Fantasy. It's a great place to be, guys. I want you guys to be there and take advantage of it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You get a Discord, too, where you can also ask everybody at FTN questions. Eric Cross, Maddie Davis, Vlad, myself, Adam, Todd, Mike. We got a great crew over there. Real stoked for 2024 at FTN Fantasy. And then, of course, the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. Now... I don't know what's going to happen here because those of you that know the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, we've done it on NFBC every year. And it's an all-encompassing overall within the number of leagues that play for individual titles. Last year, we had six leagues, Mike, 90 participants. And uh, I suck at it every year. That's like my trademark is to suck at my own league because it's a draft and hold. Maybe draft and hold is not my like forte. I'm not... Genius, genius, genius. No, I'm not a genius necessarily with the draft and hold format, but with all that's going down with the NFBC lately, Mike, I have no idea what's going on because, you know, the guy who was fired was my lifeline there. So I don't know, dude. I I don't know. How do you see all that stuff? <laughs> you have any comments on that? I, w- I do. Um, I it, Obviously, it's unfortunate, um, you know, of course. Uh, especially for those of us heading into uh, draft season for fantasy baseball. And I know this scandal happened. Um, I guess you can call it that, right? Are we calling it a scandal? I mean, that's absolutely it is, right. It yeah. is. Um, I know it happened during football season, but it's unfortunate because it's a great product and uh, it's huge. It's a huge platform, both in fantasy football and fantasy baseball. So um, I would say probably 90 percent of my timeline the past couple of days has been about uh, this 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 scandal here. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate uh, and hopefully they figure it out. But if not, too, um, we're just going to have to turn the page and and, and, and move forward. Right. Um, I hope that's not the case. But at the same time, too, life goes on. Um, and who knows, maybe there'll be another great platform that comes out uh, a little bit more secure, a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word, honorable, I guess is the word you could use. Uh, but it really does suck because um, it, it, they, they ruined it for a lot of a lot of folks. So um, who knows, maybe we'll see it uh, back up and running before before the season starts. Yeah, we just don't know. And, you know, we, we can't speculate any further because we have no idea what's going to happen. So I will tell you, we're going to do a Palazzo Podcast Invitational. And if I have to move it to fan tracks or something else, we'll do it. We'll figure it out and we'll reformat it. So I'm not worried about that. Also, I don't know why we don't have one, but I'm also thinking I want to start a Palazzo Dynasty League. I don't. We should have one of those. Just one. And I think that needs to happen in the next week or two max. And if you're interested... Be in the Discord, connect with us, and I will tell you. Joe says, I'm now playing on the NFBC app. The Oh, the BFBC app. The Bozo Fantasy Baseball Championship. What? Awesome. That's fantastic. I didn't know that existed. Where do I sign up, says Uncle Ted. Um, as soon as I give you a link. That's what I'm saying. Stay tuned to the Discord, because that's where we'll... I'll, we have a Adu Neo League, by the way. I'm not trying to push it too much right now, but we're trying to do a Palazzo Adu Neo for the first time that Russell from Armchair Roto is doing. Shout out Russell Withers. And uh, so if you're interested in that, you can talk to Russell about that in our Discord, but I'd like to do a Dynasty League. We should have an official Palazzo Dynasty League, immersive, complete, and full, and we will do that. And as far as Palazzo Invitational, stay tuned. Discord is where you want to be for all the answers related to that. NFBC stuff, I've said everything on Twitter. I'm not going to harp on it anymore. I was Personally, it was very frustrating and sad for me you know what happened it was shocking it was truly shocking and uh 
I know that there will be better days ahead and life will go on. So I'm just going to leave it there because I've said enough and I don't need to keep harping on it. I do know if it does keep happening that uh, there has to be complete transparency and no requests can be, should be made for what leagues people want to be in. Like I've heard stuff about like uh, certain people want to be in main event leagues and they asked because they didn't want to be in the same main event league in the past. Like that stuff can't happen anymore. That's not acceptable. I don't know every detail about that, but I I have heard about it in some DMs I'm in on Twitter. And everything has to be by the book with NFBC from now on. No favors, no requests, in my opinion. Yeah, and 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 uh, look at it this way too. I'm gonna be a little bit optimistic here. It's a learning experience for for everybody, right? Uh, in terms of the do's and don'ts and the and the wills and won'ts, and you know, hopefully we learn from this. And um, you know, especially for, for for fantasy baseball leagues, right? It's it's a great community. It's a great great group of, uh, of folks who like providing content, like playing in these types of leagues, um, and um, you know. Hopefully they'll 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 get those those check boxes checked off and 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 move forward and and uh, make it a better product. So we'll see. Oh yeah! All right, there it is. And then uh, that's pretty. Also, we're like three subs away, four subs away from six hundred. I can't believe we're finally getting there. We're getting some nice pub from people on YouTube. So thank you. Keep the subs coming. Like the videos. We got the next big three series up and running for the top three, and then the next big three prospects for every major league baseball team. We've done a couple of those. So thank you for watching and liking and making it more accessible to others. I really am excited. I think, you know, I've been grinding this show for four years. And I think we're starting to turn a corner a little bit here. Going to start seeing some real legitimate growth. And I'm really, really happy for that. So thank you for any of you, whoever you are, who have liked videos, subscribe, whether you're on the podcast side or the YouTube side. I'm grateful. All right. Hit the applause button, Michael Govier. Let's hear it. Thank you, Jesus. All righty. Let's get into leading off. Hit it. Boop. Okay. Today in leading off, we're going to have our catch of the day, which we always do. And then uh, much, much more where that came from. Good. Our first catch of the day. All right, so we're in draft season right now. It's late January. Mike, who's your catch of the day? What are you excited about most drafting the season itself? You know, we got prospects. You can start talking to people again that you maybe had taken a break from who are within the fantasy baseball realm. It's a whole new day here. What are you stoked for, Mike? Honestly, I'm, for me, it's it's the new wave of of, of superstars, right? Um, and we had a lot. Of, I thought I thought last year was the year of the prospect, right? We had a lot of teams, a lot of teams, and I'm so glad they 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 changed the rules and incentivizing incentivizing teams to uh, call up their their top young guys, right? Um, and it's been great to see. If, I think it's a great great thing for baseball. I'm a big prospects guy. Um, and again, if you're new here or you're tuning into us for the first time, we do a pro- prospect show every week. Ben and Robbie Baseball do a great job. It's awesome. It's just it's, it. it's a great yeah. It's a great way uh, for you to learn the upcoming uh, guys that are co- going to be su- the new faces of baseball. So you know, I was I was super stoked to see guys like Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee. My Personal favorite, Gunnar Henderson, uh, Bobby. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Corbin Carroll, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt, Matt McClain. Um, 
you know, what does 2024 hold for these guys, right? I know we always talk about the sophomore slumps, um, you know, and and possibly these guys maybe having um, – maybe we're reaching too high, maybe on guys like Ellie. Um, but I'm super excited for these guys to take the next step, help their respective teams, and it's great for fantasy baseball. I've come to the conclusion, Michael Gobier, I'm going to have a one-man league so I can get all of my favorite players on one team. Uh, because there's just so many that I'm I'm so stoked for, um, and I'm so excited about that. One, are going to hold fantasy value, um, but two, that are just fun for the game. If you're a true fan of the sport for baseball, they're just great for the game. So, um, who in the hell knew that the Arizona Diamondbacks were going to be in the World Series last year? You know, um, guys like yep. Corbin Carroll, you know, are super exciting and fun to watch. I love five by five players: Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt. I'm super stoked for these guys. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a fun season. Obviously, you have your 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 guys that you know the old faithful Juan Sotos, Trey Turner's, Ronald Acuna's, you know those kinds of guys. But um, for these new guys to come into place, I'm I'm super excited. So what about yourself? What are you looking forward to for for the uh, for the upcoming season? You know, I'm just looking forward to seeing what comes of it, where the season goes, who breaks out, who shits the bed, what turns into a story that maybe we didn't see as a story. I can't wait to see what the unpredictable will be this season. I just talked about that in my PitchCon thingy I did. There's things that we can't predict. We couldn't have predicted that Eduardo Rodriguez would disappear from his team for five weeks in 2022, then come back, nobody would care, and then that he would refuse a trade to the Dodgers, and then he would side with Arizona after the season anyways. So, I love that stuff. We have no idea what's going to happen, and that's what I look forward to. Everybody thinks they know things. We lock in on player projections. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And then all this other stuff happens right away. A closers who get predicted as closers, and then the first day out, somebody else gets a save. Like, uh, uh, I don't know, David Robertson. He got signed a couple days ago, right? So now everybody yep. who was excited about Jose Leclerc for the Rangers, whoops, it's going to be a problem. And that's the stuff you can't predict, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here for it. <laughs> Jose Leclerc was going to lose his job anyway, so if you if you had him, uh, he, was, he was going to end up moving from that. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, so, I've lived that um, life way too many times, dude. I'm not doing it again. Exactly. I used to <laughs> be obsessed with Jose Leclerc, and I thought, dude, he's going to be their guy. He's going to be their closer yeah. this year, and it never works out. Never. Yeah, never, never. So you know, it's it's one of those things too, and you're so you're so spot on with that. Nobody knows shit going into the season, right? I think I think there's some things that we can go off of. Obviously, like Ronald Trash, again. garbage, <laughs> right? But I mean, you're gonna um, lock in on him being your. I mean, he forty seventy. You can't expect that again. I'm not saying he's no. not good. Obviously, Cunha Jr. is coming into his prime right now, but we can't expect a forty seventy. And I'll give you another prime example, too. If you've been watching this show long enough, too, and you watched this last season, you heard me bitch and complain about Trey Turner because I had multiple shares of him. But he was being draft, drafted. ADP was in the top three. And for the most most part of the, I know we tor- had an, a, a torrid last couple of months of the season, but especially where you drafted him at, and if you took Trey Turner, like me, over Ronald Acuna um, and at 1-1, um, it's, it's crazy to see guys like Trey Turner, right. Who, who you think is rock solid. This is my number one pick. And, you know, we go to it and he sucks. You know, he's not good for, <laughs> for the first three or four months. Right. I, yeah. We had people on the show asking if it was time to drop Trey Turner, which, you know, which is crazy. I don't think he'd ever do that, but that's where we were. With him at one point, and nobody we would have predicted it. So you're right. We were there. I can't argue that. Yep. 
I, I can't argue that with you at all, Mike. You're fair and you're remembering things. That's what we got to do is we got to remember that stuff. I'm not arguing yeah, that with when, like, you. Things really went sideways for certain players that we didn't expect it to. I know Uncle yeah. Ted's up. Oh, he's joking with me because Uncle Ted was really giving me some shit about <laughs> Jose Leclerc, but he was messing with me. Tanner Scott is the man to get, says Uncle Ted. I'm not going to argue that with you either. Year. I'm not arguing that with you. Uh, Uncle Ted says Angels would be a beast. Fuck Queen Otani. Ron Washington is the man. Wow. Call 911. We'll call 911. Uncle Ted's having a stroke over there. Yeah. Also, less Brett Strom. That's why he went there from Houston. Oh, Brett Strom? I missed this part. This was a couple minutes ago. My bad, Uncle Ted. And then lastly, Sound Money, Mike said, Mikey V, I always always wondered if anyone could play a multiple teams own a player league. What do you think of that concept? I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I don't believe like it or not. Shit. Yeah, there was a, I can't remember who what, what platform it was, but I played fantasy basketball one year. And and then in that exact sense of everybody could own, you know, a certain player, which I didn't think made sense, but you it was like basically DFS. You just re you know regurgitated a lineup every week depending on who the matchups were and Uh, who they were playing and if they were playing that kind of thing. So um, it was a long, long time ago that, but I can't remember. Um, But um, no, Joe. Joe says multiple player owns. Is called DFS. That's not what I'm. T- that's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about a league that I played in a long, long time ago before DFS existed. It was like that. That's fair. Here's yeah. a look where, uh, how Trey Turner ended up. By the way, just to remember, quick recall for those of us on the YouTube side of things, right here. Well, thirty uh, steals, twenty six homers, two sixty six average, twenty two percent K rate. You don't want to see that from Trey Turner. That's not good. No, and this no. this stat card here. I mean, if you if you were you know. Living under a rock, didn't watch baseball all season long last year. You'd be like, you know what? These are pretty respectable numbers, right? But, I mean, he had an absolutely torrid, torrid last couple of of, of, of months to finish up the season, which was great for Trey Turner because he saved his ass. But, um, Fair. you know, didn't wasn't there a case where, you know, the, the, the Nick Castellanos was t- telling the city of Philadelphia to get behind Trey Turner? And after he did something good, everybody applaud um this, <laughs> this, these are philly fans if you're a philly fan this is what you guys do you boo your top players the guys that you signed nick castellanos went through it two seasons ago and now trey turner so i should have expected it because i want to fit in we all want to fit in there's no doubt about it but yeah i'm really excited for the season can't wait for it there's so much to look forward to i mean all these guys that really made a difference last year what will they do for their follow-up act you know Corbin Carroll, yeah. there's, we saw what happened, and this is just, there's not much correlation here, but I'm going to do it anyways. You know, Julio Rodriguez, his sophomore season, for most of the first half for sure, and even creeping into the early part of the second half, was not good last year, right? That's what and, I'm saying, and that, that that's exactly what I was trying to get at earlier, right, is you get guys who, like Corbin Carroll who had a stud season. Corbin Carroll's being drafted in the first round this year so far, at least from the current ADP. But, you know, maybe he has a season like Julio Rodriguez does. Don't know. That's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to let this play out. And we got so much more we'll get into for draft season. And I can't wait to talk about it all with you. Make sure you're following us, subscribing, connected with us 24-7. Follow Mike on Twitter at underscore Mike VA. I'm at MJ Govier. Of course, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two You talk. Give me two. There you go. Uncle Ted also says... Uh, he wasn't good the first half of his rookie year either, Julio Rodriguez. 
That is okay. true. I wouldn't say first half. I wouldn't say I would say probably first quarter of the season he wasn't very good. Oh boy, we got controversy, Uncle Ted. All right. Next up, we're gonna get into what we're really advertised for the show. 2023 splits all-star team. Now, me and Mike have picked out players. We liked what they offered for certain segments of the season. The splits, whether it's a July split only, home road, whatever your split choice is, it gives you a lot of uh, leeway to pick players out that you want to focus in on. So, Mike, why don't you start us off here for the 2023 All-Star Split Squad that we could look forward to maybe some improvements beyond what they did for the micro periods in 2023. Starting in the outfield, James Outman, Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, Britain. Um, Britain's getting a boner right now hearing this. Yeah. Um, it was so crazy. If you were... if. First off, for those of you guys who don't know me, I, I came onto the scene last year, right, um, and kind of got into posting content and things like that and building a following and all that good stuff. But I was beating the drum. One of my guys heading into this season, if you haven't checked this out, was Josh Lowe. Make sure you check out the song that Michael Govier did. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, but one of my guys was Josh Lowe, and there was this epic battle between Josh Lowe and James Altman. And I'm sitting here, like, jumping up and down, waving my hands, being like, hey, a lot's being talked about James Outman, but go get Josh Lowe. And people are like, hmm, that's interesting. Anyways, back to James Outman. I'm like, what? Wake up, <laughs> you idiots. Um, he came on strong in the beginning of the season, then faded. His his strikeout percentage was close to 32%. Um, and um, it's he plays in a loaded lineup, obviously, with Los, Los Angeles. Obviously, Shohei Otani's added to the mix now. Um, you know, uh, and... Hopefully he didn't do well against lefties. Uh, the, the power was real. He had a lot of pop uh, going going into the first half of the season. At least the first month or two of the season, he was awesome, uh, and then tapered off. So that happens with rookies. That's going to happen again this year with rookies. But uh, Michael Govier, are you in or out on James Outman? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, when I say in I don't or like out, him, I'm not talking. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, when I say in or out, I'm not talking about, like, are you, like, jumping uh, over his ADP to get him or anything. I'm just saying, you know, if, if he does fall to you, um, is he one of your one of your guys, I guess I should say, is, trying to, is what I'm trying to phrase it as, is, you know, is, is this somebody you want on your team? Yeah, I'm definitely going to take a look at him, and I'm excited that being a Dodger alone yes. – is already a real nice boost for a guy like Altman, right? I know that he slipped off a bit, but his season-ending 353 OBP gives me a definite kind of, you know, I see a guy who finished the season with a 350 OBP or better. That's the kind of guy I like to look at. I, I'm an OBP guy. I put a lot of stock in it. I know a batting average league that might not help you as much, but there's still right. correlating factors related to that that can make a difference. So, I, you know, 32% K rate is frightening, but he's also going to get better. I look at the progression of where Outman's at in his career. He's a young up-and-comer. You expect that he will reduce the K rate. But if there's flaws in his swing and he's prone to certain types of pitches, then maybe it's a false expectation. I will admit that freely, of course. Yeah, and you know, looking at the if you guys are watching us on YouTube here, uh, we have James Outman's player card up here. Um, he got close to a 20, 2020 season in his first full year with the Dodgers. Eighty six runs, twenty three home runs, sixteen stolen bases, and a respectable two forty eight as a rookie. So um, I'm with you on the OBP, uh, Michael. Obviously, we talked about it, right? If it's not, uh, if you don't, if you don't play in an OBP league and you play in an average league, obviously that's going to be uh, 
maybe not help you as much, but um, you know, with Altman batting in the lower third of that lineup in, in Los Angeles, I think there's going to be plenty of run opportunities for him to score runs and knock guys in. I think yeah. uh, Los Angeles is going to be fantasy gold this year. So um, gold! I don't know if I'm, yeah, I don't know if I'm reaching to get him. Uh, I think I haven't looked at the current ADPs yet. Um, or I looked at him earlier this week, so I'm not exactly sure where he falls right now, but um, if I can wait on him and get him around later than where he's going at, I'd be interested. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. What the hell is going on on their website? Weird. Um, I think my first guy is going to be, it's going to be Leody Tavares. He is. And I want to be clear. I'm not a Tavares guy. I never was. I didn't buy into the prospect type with him a couple years ago. I thought his bat was weak as hell. And that ended up being the case. I lucked out on that in a sense. Uh, of course, as Joe says, uh, he's no Jake Berger. Yeah, Jake Berger is awesome. Uh, Jake Berger had almost like a fully sustained. Although, yeah, he had the Marlins run, which was probably better than his White Sox run in other categories. Uncle Ted says, give me Chase McCormick, Altman, and Jung-Hoo Lee all day. Late all day. He's be locking in on those guys. Son Money also says with Outman, LA crowded outfield. Dodgers crowded outfield is fair with Teoscar, Heyman. <laughs> Ethier? Is he throwing Andre Ethier in there? I don't know. Who's Heyman? Are we talking about I think Hayward? he means Hayward. I think he just terribly okay. typed. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, Teoscar, Hayward, and <laughs> Andre Ethier is back for the Dodgers. You guys hear about this? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sound Money. Okay. I love you, buddy. Just joking around. Yeah. But I never was. I think I want to preface the fact that I wasn't a Tavares guy. I think saying that gives me some credit and gives me a little bit stand on because I just liked what he was able to do in the first half. And he, he finished the season better, too. But he had that big stretch where he just wasn't very good for a while there in the summertime. And I wrote it too long, too. It hurt me. It definitely hurt me. You know what I mean? I Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Manny Margot is a Dodger now, too. So... That's something to that. keep. That is something to keep an eye on. I mean, Manny Margot doesn't really seem to be a full time guy ever. I, he'll probably be a classic splits guy for the Dodgers, right? Yep. Um, also, Sound Money says terribly. You know, you you took you type terribly there. Joe says Berger had the monthly splits of May and August and September as an absolute stud, just throughout the rest of the months. <laughs> okay, well, he definitely belongs on the All Star splits team. I'll give you credit there, Joe. Back to Leody Tavares, um, I know you had mentioned too when we were texting uh, his WRC um, was was great in the first first half of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Then they went on a you know pretty big slump afterwards. But um, like James Altman, Texas, he plays in a great Texas lineup. Uh, he's going to be. I mean, I know he's going to bat probably towards the lower half of that. Wasn't he bat ninth last year, eighth or ninth? Yeah, that's where they got him. I mean, roster resource. Say what you will about it right now. In the preseason, before things really start to come into form, I don't put a lot of stock in roster resource on fan graphs. But, yeah, yeah you're right. Can't argue that. No, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, it's it's one of those things where anybody from top to bottom, just because that that team is going to score a lot of runs, and Leody Tavares could very well be a part of that. Um, he's somebody I might be targeting late, kind of as a bench batter, a bench outfielder. Um, and... Uh, I think you can you can plug him in. He's going to be a, uh, hopefully a pretty good source of runs. Give you some some speed and some pop. I mean, he went fourteen and fourteen. That's pretty damn good. Two sixty six. I mean, and his K percentage twenty one percent. 
Um, but he, here's a guy that again, you, I think you can you can get later in drafts, and a guy that again plays in a loaded lineup. Uh, what's not to like here? He, his, his spot in the lineup's not great, but look what he did when when even batting eighth, ninth last year, still went fourteen and fourteen. So again, um, I think this is a guy that you can you can target late in drafts and um, and use as as, as bench bat. Trash, garbage. Now, oh, I like Leody. I, I've got some hope for Leody this year, and I think he'll come into his own. Uh, remember, again, progression of where he's at in his career. You know, he's still a youngster, and a, a team that won a World Series now has a lot of, I don't know, they got a lot of traction. I don't know how that really fits into an individual player's growth, if you will, but Leody's 25 years old, and he's gotten some experience. I think with the 122 WRC plus he had from opening day, until July, that was that's real solid. I'll take that. Unfortunately, he ended up finishing as a very average player with a 98 WRC plus last year. So that yeah. shows you there was a flash, but he went cold. But there's still hope. So that's how I'm going to stick with Leone. Oh, people looking yeah. forward to Lankford over Tavares already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we see him this year. Um, I would love to see that, but I just don't know if if, if they rush him that quick uh, to get to the big leagues, especially for how good Texas already is. Uh, I don't think they're going to be looking to get oh. into the big leagues anytime soon. So, what about Ted's comment above that? I didn't. I missed that one. Tavares, Tavares. is a stud and could break out huge in twenty twenty four. Lock it in, Hell Michael. Yeah, Ted. Ted I like what you're saying, Ted. And uh, uh, Joe says Leody's a switch hitter. But yep. he was bad against lefties. Probably should be a strong side platoon bat until he proves he can hit lefties. Good call, Joe. Yeah, I don't disagree All right, who's your that. next guy? Um, this is a guy that's not uh, – everyone's going to be like, oh, come on, Mike. Like, we, we know who this guy is, um, his, his prospect pedigree. Uh, I'm going with Royce Lewis here as my number two, okay? Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing him up is because uh, a lot of people were out on him simply because of the fact that he had that – I believe it was his ACL that he hurt, not last season, but the year before. Um, and he was in and out of uh, the lineup last year again. He had 15 home runs in 58 games. Um, hopefully none of my home league guys are watching this right Damn! now. This show. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to be targeting Royce Lewis hard um, next this season. Um and I keep seeing it too uh, on on a couple early things that I've seen with a, a lot of people saying you know he's he's Byron Buxton 2.0 maybe the Twins just is just this is what the Twins do they get their superstar players hurt um, there was a pretty big stretch uh, too that Royce Lewis uh, helped a lot of people out he was hitting grand slams left and right for some odd reason um, but I'm huge on him going into the 2024 season obviously we all know know him he was a super prospect for the Minnesota Twins I think he's gonna be the cornerstone of this franchise moving forward um, but you see her on the screen for watching us uh, 309 average and 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 again in 58 games with 15 home runs uh, I'm excited to see what he can do over a full stretch of the season uh, the reason why I bring him up here as well is because we we got I got into it a little with a lot of guys on on Twitter too because he was lighting it up Um I think this is a guy that potentially, um, and again, I'm not saying to draft him in the first round. I think this is a guy that if healthy over a full 162 game season, not playing 162 games, mind you, because everybody plays off days and things like that. Um, but, uh, and I think they'll manage his health moving forward, but I think this is a guy truly that can deliver first round production. Uh, if he stays healthy, I am unlock it in here. Michael Govier. That's my prediction here with Royce Lewis is he's going to be a guy that can deliver first round value. Um, if he stays healthy. 
Let's hope he doesn't get hurt. That's right. Yeah, the Iago from Aladdin says that hurt. He, and Royce Lewis said that hurt a lot. Oh, that hurt. Wow, that's loud. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have to stop the show because Uncle Ted will not move on from Jung Hoo Lee. Uncle Ted says $150 million, 115 mil for a guy that's better than Yoshida of the Red Sox. And I think Yoshida is the man. Also, Uncle Ted says Lewis is an IL queen. Oh, yeah. We know that. There is some Everyone risk. There's, yeah, there's some risk with him. But again, if he stays healthy and puts it all together, uh, here's a guy that I think can he can easily deliver 25, 30 home run power uh, with a, with a hopefully a 300 or so average. 280 or between 280 and 300. All right, so this is what Jung Ho Lee did in the KBO, okay? Last season, he hit 318 at a 400 OBP, only struck out 6% of the time. Now, that'll probably go up a little bit in the major leagues, but clearly walking 13% of the time and striking out 6% of the time, that's excellent. And the power seemed to come and go here, though. He hit 15 dongs in 2020, then he hit 23 two years later. But in between 7 and 21, 6 last year. So is it more about he's a guy who can get on base and score runs and really take advantage of the park in San Francisco, Uncle Ted? Is that what you mean? Because, I mean, KBO translation... Doesn't always hit right away. We all know that, right, Mike? Um, I, I don't have a lot of background on him, so that's why I'm bringing this up to him. Kind of educating myself here in real time because I want to get to know Jung Ho Lee. Yeah, I don't know enough about him either to have an opinion. Um, obviously, he'll be part of my uh, my research when I go into draft season. I have not I have not drafted any teams yet, so maybe this is a guy that I can uh, I can snag. Well, I really like the ballpark for what I'm seeing for his skill set on the surface, but I'm definitely going to dive in more. And of course, Uncle Ted, I trust your opinion as well, so I'm going to I'm going to stick that put it away in the file and save it for later and lock it in the vault and close it up. It's in there. All right. Uh, is it my turn? It's your second guy. It is. It's my turn. All right. My next guy, and I thought about this. I was like, well, is this really going to fit that? I, I think it does. And the thing is, I don't know if I like him or not this year, but I wanted to bring up Tyler Wells, who was really solid for a while, then fell off the face of the earth. So can Tyler Wells do it again, or at least come close to what he was able to provide when he was an excellent pitcher for a stretch during the first half of the season? I mean, he was basically, to me, he was an all-star last year because the all-star team is a first-half team. It is. So if you have a great first half, you could be an all-star. And Tyler Wells was a guy who got the job done. He finished at the end, even still, in 118 innings with a 3.64 ERA. That's, that's not bad for a guy that kind of fell off a cliff. I mean, he was so good that the fact that he kept his season under four for an ERA and still had a whip of .99, that's awesome. So yep. it was just the ending all went to hell, and then he – got hurt and that was just kind of the end of it but Tyler Wells man I mean you're the Baltimore Orioles guy here on the show Mike what what's the story what are they saying about Tyler Wells locally can you provide any insight I, I can't but here's my thing um and and I'm so glad you brought this up and I'm so glad Tyler Wells is one of your guys because so many people are pushing at least from just the Orioles folks that I follow on on Twitter or x excuse me um 
are, are pushing for Michael Elias oh. to acquire a starting pitcher um, and wondering why we haven't done anything. Why do we have all of these prospects? How come we're not dealing them for a pitcher like Dylan Cease or Corbin Burns or some of these other guys, right? Uh, and I'm going to commend Michael Elias here too because I'm sorry, but I didn't realize that we had uh, 15 guys all waiting to jump up into the majors um and i'm all for him not making a move simply just to make a move um if it makes sense it makes sense but um and i know we have one of the best prospects uh uh, sorry one of the best farm systems in baseball but for guys like tyler wells right i think can be a formidable starter moving forward and again could be a three four five guy um he had a solid season last year um, and again, he's going to be looking to build upon that more experience, more games. Obviously he got his whistle wet. He can obviously take the next step and, 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 and be a guy for us that can give us solid, solid innings. I certainly like him more over guys like Cole Irvin or, um, shit, even, you know, guys like, um, John means who's coming off of, of an injury, uh, play John well. means. Didn't, didn't, didn't play. Right. So. Um, you know, this is a guy too, that I think can deliver some real value in fantasy leagues. Like Michael already alluded to a three, six, four ERA for the season that he had after he fell off a cliff. That's pretty, that's pretty damn good. And a 0.99 whip. Um, he's a guy that I, I like heading into this season, uh, in some of your deeper formats, uh, because I do think he's going to be part of the starting rotation. Now, I think the Orioles are not letting people in on that. I think they know what they got in him and I think he can take the next step forward. The Plato Podcast will be right back after these very unimportant messages. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's putting it mildly. Hell yes. All right. Good response there. I'd like to see Tyler Wells come back and get another shot here this year. Uh, oh, Chad says he has, I'm come bearing bad news, devastating news for Govier. Oh, gosh. Wow. Oh, boy. What's this? What is it, Chad? Angels designate Govier favorite <laughs> Trey Cabbage for assignment. Oh, man. okay. Well, you know, thanks, Chad. I, I appreciate you. You know, coming correct. I do. Uh, Sound Money says Baltimore does have 15 guys waiting to jump into the majors. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm with. I'm, I'm with you, Sound I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that they're first off. I don't think no, they have 15 guys. I'm sure you're being exaggerative, but, um, there's obviously a lot, we have a plethora of infielders, um, and, uh, people are wanting us to deal some of these guys for guys like Dylan sees Corbin Burns, a frontline starter. Um, but I'm also not about just making a deal just to make a deal. Um, it's clear that, uh, Michael Elias values his guys. He obviously did it did very well with Houston. So I trust him in what he's doing. I actually, and and again, I know we've kind of been sitting back. The only really splash we made was Craig Kimbrell. Um, uh, But at the same time too, uh, I think we're going to be looking to move some of these guys probably during the all-star during the all-star break of the trade trade deadline. Um, And I'm all about waiting. He's playing chess, not checkers. Uncle Ted says fade pitching all day for Kyle Bradish, Braxton Garrett, Bailey Ober, Shota Imanaga. 
and Zach Eflin all day. Well, Bradish, I really like. I like Eflin last year, but Eflin was so good last year. I have to mm-hmm. verify if it's repeatable. I got to look deeper into it before I can make my final determination on that one. But I, I love you. Call your shots, Uncle Ted. No doubt about it. Sound Money says, and there's guys that can't get playing time like Westberger Ortiz. Yeah, they got a log jam. They've had a Baltimore's had a log jam for a while. It sucks. They. Yep. Been make make a trade, make a trade. Chad says, I'm going to pass on Wells. He has to be perfect to stave off being replaced at the deadline. And the history of shoulder issues is a major red flag. Okay, fair enough. Baltimore has three outfields, says sound money. <laughs> and Chad says, if Povich figures things out, he's right on the cusp of the rotation as well. Povich, Mike. Ooh. Yep, Gabe Povich. Yep, I like him a lot too. Great call, uh, uh, Chad. We'll see. Um, hopefully, maybe he uh, comes up maybe in September of, of, of this year. We'll see. All right, back to you, sir, here on the All-Star Splits team for 2023, live with the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Mike Utah. Virginia, Mike Govier. Follow Mike on Twitter at underscore Mike VAM and MJ Govier. I'm going to cheat here a little bit, uh, and I'm going to move. <laughs> we have a show sheet here, um, but I'm going to swip, uh, flip some guys out here. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Anthony Volpe um, in this spot here. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing him up in this spot is because if you remember Michael Govier uh, heading into spring training or really in the midst of spring training, there was a big debate on whether or not Anthony Volpe should be the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees to start the season. As soon as it was released that Volpe was going to be uh, the starting shortstop, this guy was ADP flew like into the third, fourth, fifth rounds of drafts uh, right before the season started, which was yep. crazy. Um and again, for those of you guys who don't know Anthony Volpe, he's probably not before or heading into uh, uh, last season. He was the Yankees' best prospect, um, and he had a great spring training. Um, came came out of the gate uh, pretty slow, and it really didn't really pick it up until the end of the year. But um, in his first full full year as a Yankee, twenty one home runs, twenty four stolen bases. The average, obviously, and the OBP and the slugging are all left to be desired. Um, but this guy, again, is his first full year. The Yankees clearly want him to be their, their guy. Um, he's a guy that, again, That's uh, putting him has that, that super prospect status. I think he's a guy, again, that can build upon this. And hopefully um, that the pressure of New York doesn't get to him in his sophomore year. Uh, but I love Anthony Volpe uh, heading into this season. Obviously, I don't think his draft price is going to be as high as it was last year. But Again, he's a guy that started off really, really hot in spring training. Everyone was vying for him, and then he just completely fell off a cliff, and he was still able to give you a 2020 season. Nice job. I like what you're saying there. So you're probably playing cards, and he cheated. No, Mike cheated. We didn't play cards. <laughs> I got to tell you, Volpe's a guy, you see those bottom line hitting stats with the average and the on-base percentage. Uh, you would expect it would get better. So yeah. it's a really empty 20 home runs. Obviously, a 2020 season as a rookie is great, but it was so bad on the other side there that I expect to get better, but I'm not motivated necessarily because steals have also become more commonplace, and I can find those a little bit better than I used to, right? So that's yeah, my Chad opinion. says, yeah, Chad says, realistically, he paid out that value in the long run too. Like if he drafted Schwarber and got that, you'd be thrilled. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean, like again, this is the first the reason why I'm I'm bringing him up in this in this spot is because he had such a great spring training that it was almost impossible not to name him your starting shortstop, right? His spring training was so good, uh, and obviously he got to the majors and obviously did not d- deliver as well as everybody thought he would, but still gave us 2020. Um, the pressure of New York 
and for a young kid can be a lot. So I'm hoping that maybe now that he has a season under his belt, they never went away from him, which I thought was a phenomenal move by New York. I hate the Yankees, by the way. Obviously, I'm a O's fan, but I thought it was a fantastic move to not give up on the kid and say, hey, you're going to figure this out throughout the entire season. Keep doing your thing. Um, so I'm hoping for the next step forward, whatever that looks like. Uh, I don't think batting average is ever going to be his thing, but um, he's definitely a guy, too, um, that I think you uh, I think he can build upon last season. So and deliver well, good luck to you. Better. OK, we got locked it in. Well, good luck to you. No, I can't hear you fine, but you are frozen. No problem. Uh, Chad says, and now he's an afterthought, uh, thanks to Soto, so he can just focus on baseball now. Yeah, totally agree with you, Chad. Um, and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get at here with Anthony Volpe. I think he's a guy that um, you can um, snag later in drafts uh, and still have that prospect pedigree, right? He's still somebody you can be excited about. Um, and again, we've talked about this splits this split segment here that we're doing. Uh, this is the reason why I like him so much, is because. Um, the, the, the first half of the year, really the first quarter of the year was so high on Volpe. Everyone's like, I can't drop him. I can't drop him. The spring training, the, 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 the whole, um, you know, uh, prospect pedigree, New York Yankees, the next Eric Jeter, oh, the hype was so big, right? So again, he's somebody I think you can get later in drafts. You still have, you still feel good about having a top young talent in Anthony Volpe on your team and you can get him a little bit later in drafts. So, um, love Anthony Volpe this season. Um, but I'll be quickly ready to move on if he continues to hit sub 200. So, Oh, yeah. maybe it's Maybelline. Good call, <laughs> Ted. There you go. I didn't know that. Did I, you already Ooh. covered that one? Cause that's so dumb. <laughs> I did not, I did not, but I saw it earlier. Michael Govey. I want to know your third guy. Who is a guy uh, that makes your splits all-star team? <sighs> you know, so many guys I like, and then I wonder, hey, I'm going to go deep here. This is really deep, and this is brief. And I don't know if he's going to be able to carve out a role this year, but uh, remember Dane Myers? You remember him at all? Yeah. Dane Myers, he came up, and he had six multi-hit games in his first 10 when he debuted in July. I did. Yeah, I'll go real deep on this one. I was impressed by his ability to you know make contact, and he did that for a bit. And he only played in 22 games at the major league level last year. It's very, very short sample size, obviously. And there's no power there. He stole one base. He only had 70 plate appearances. It's very minimal. But, you know, this is this is like the deepest split possible. It's almost borderline that I'm cheating here, actually. But uh, Dane Myers is a guy that I'll be curious to see if he gets more opportunity for 2024 with the Marlins. You know, the Marlins, uh, Kim Hang is gone. And the Marlins are scumbags. They are. They're scumbags. They basically tried to make her look like she was more powerful by trying to diminish her role at the same time, despite her title. It was totally bogus, and it's really disappointing to me. But in 2024, I mean, the same cast of characters are still around there. Luis Arias and 
Bertie. John Bertie is still there. He's still there. And now Vidal Brujan is involved, who came over from the Rays, right? So uh, it might be difficult for Myers to carve out a role initially, but if he can show that he could hit a bit more, maybe he gets another shot. This is this is a deep cut. It's a, it's a long shot, but uh, I wanted to be myself yeah. and go with the guys that I was curious about. So there you go. Dane yeah. Myers, we see more of him in 2024. Spring training will tell us a lot about this situation, I hope. Yeah. Another guy I quickly want to bring up, Michael, because I do want to get into the professional development segment, is Jared Kelnick. I think he's like the poster child of of the Splits All-Star team. Uh, (laughs) He had a really, really strong start to the season. Everyone's like, this is finally the year of Jared Kelnick, right? I mean, he was hitting in the the first third of the lineup. They dropped him down to six. He was hitting the crap out of the ball. Still had some troubles against lefties and the curveball and the breaking pitches, but... Um, he now moves on to the Atlanta Braves. Michael Govier, do the Atlanta Braves bring up Jared Kelnick and really tap into his full potential now uh, being in a lineup like Atlanta where it seems like everybody hits? Is this a guy that you might be looking to acquire in a lineup like Atlanta? I'm not sure of that. I, they might just try to use him when they can. I, Atlanta knows what they're doing. I trust them as an organization, but... I'm skeptical now. I'm really skeptical. I don't know how much they can get out of him that will improve his situation. You know, for 2024, the Braves are filled with plenty of guys who can play for them on the hitting side of things. And, I mean, Kelnick, if he's the everyday left fielder as a lefty, maybe it's a split situation or it's a platoon. I don't know, but... Because here's the thing, right? Like, not a Kelnick guy anymore. I don't know, man. I'm with you. He he burned me too many times as well. Um, but here's the reason why I'm bringing him up, and and Chad's already loading it, already leading into it here. Obviously, he's in a loaded lineup with it with Atlanta. Um, do you think that people will be looking to maybe take him a round round or so earlier, just because again he's with Atlanta, um, he plays in a loaded lineup, and he still has that 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 prospect aura around him, right? The super, the superstar that he never was. Do you think there's some, do you think that people will be willing to reach on him? I guess what I'm trying to ask, ask you is, is this a trap come draft day? Jared Kelnick. It might not be, you know, it's a fair point. Look at their roster right now. People like Luis Gourmet, you know, those are utility guys who've never really done anything. He, he was with the Mets for a while, right? Uh, yeah. Forrest Wall, I don't even know who the hell Forrest Wall is. He's 28 years old. Who the hell's Forrest Wall? <laughs> Forrest right Wall in. was a first-round pick of the Colorado Rockies in 2014, and Forrest Wall has he got a tiny taste in 2023 at the Braves. He played in 15 games, stole five bases in 15 plate appearances with one dong. Uh, in the minor leagues, he didn't have much power. He was just a guy who seems to have gotten on base occasionally. I doesn't look like anybody who's a real threat to me, so... Yeah, maybe uh, maybe there is an opportunity here. Maybe uh, yeah, the Braves are leaning on Kelnick because they know it's his time and they can give him a few tweaks and adjustments with his approach to the plate that'll change things. Yep, it's not crazy, I guess. Uh, but everybody here is pissed. Uh, Chad says Luplo's at AAA. He's a danger. Oh, good old Jordan Luplo. He's always lurking, isn't he? Uh, Uncle Ted also said Captain Jack Sawinski is the king of splits and we didn't mention him 
I actually like this call a lot. I think he should be in this segment as well. Obviously, he plays for Pittsburgh, but remember when Pittsburgh was like, you know, lead, leading the division? Everyone's like, oh, how is Pittsburgh doing this? Are they a playoff team? Uh, they turned into a pumpkin, obviously, and then Pittsburgh shit the bed again. So uh, it's really oh. tough to be a Pirates fan. But uh, Captain Jack, man, I was I was really pumped with him. I had a few shares of him and rode the wave there for a little bit. But yeah, he's a guy that uh, that uh, fits this segment well as as, as well. So some maybe somebody you could be looking to get uh, really, 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 really late in drafts, and hopefully that he uh, takes the next step there as well. So uh, Chad really wants us to well, talk about good Josh luck Bell, to by you. The way. Michael Goodman. Wait a he wants to, he wants to know Josh Bell. And you smile. Captain Jack will get you Captain Jack. Captain Jack will get you high tonight. Take it to your, your special island. Classic Billy Joel, Captain Jack. Play yeah, something from the stranger. <laughs> hey man, Willie, you '80s Billy Joel. '80s Joel doo-wop sucks. <laughs> Fuck you, man. That's funny. Uh, okay, Josh Bell. Yeah, uh, he sometimes Josh Bell can make good contact, and he can hit home runs, and he can get on base by swinging the bat. He's a switch hitter. And he went to Miami and he showed signs of life. That was cool. But Josh Bell has not shown us consistency over seasons. In a while? So where is he right now? Did he sign? Uh oh Josh Bell is still with the Marlins, right? Is he? Yeah. He's okay. still on a deal, I believe. I think he's got a two year deal. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Josh Bell finished the season with twenty two dongs, two forty seven, three twenty five, four nineteen, triple slash, a one oh five WRC plus. For his career, he's a one fourteen. WRC plus. He's an above average player. Uh, the 2019 season was the juicy ball bozo season. So you're not going to see 37 home runs again from him, but <laughs> no, <laughs> he could hit 25 home runs. No problem. And he should be able to, he's, I don't know. He's a guy who like is on the border of maybe making enough contact to give you an improved batting average in the new game that MLB has developed now. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm well, incomplete on Josh Bell at this point. I'm with you on that. I think you hit all the all the right heads there, uh, and 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 he's kind of like, eh, like I don't know what we're gonna get out of him, right? Like he said, you know, Chad said in the chat too, he's a borderline top first base option uh, after the trade, um, but I don't know if he can deliver that throughout the full course of a season. Um, like Michael alluded to, I don't think we're gonna be seeing 30 home run power from 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 Josh Bell ever again. They got a good clubhouse, though. There's something about what Skip Schumacher's doing yes. down there. They overachieved as a team when they weren't as good as their record should have was, in my opinion, talent-wise. So yep. if Josh Bell, if as Chad says here, do we think Bell just had lucky timing or did he move to the Marlins at the right time for something to click with him? And if Skip Schumacher is the soothsayer, the whisperer, the Josh Bell whisperer, if you will, with the Marlins... That's not enough for me to lean on, though, Mike. Uh, that's no. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I think the, I think you're I think you're onto something too with Miami because Miami surprised a lot of us last year. Um, I, I think they have a plethora of of, of young talent, a lot of young, young arms too um, within that within that uh, organization. So, um, and they might be looking to move on from like somebody like Jesus Lazardo because of that, um, because they have so many guys 
so many guys waiting in the wings. Um, and I know the O's have been linked to Luzardo, um, and I think they're going to probably want a little bit too much for him. But um, the Marlins are a sneaky team heading into this season, I'm telling you. Uh, I know they finished third in this division, but they won 84 games, finished above 500. Was anybody really expecting that heading into uh, into into the season? Run differential minus 57 if you see that there yeah. on the YouTube version of a Plato podcast. So they got lucky, um, although – Mets had a minus 12 and finished with the worst record, which is also very unlucky. So I don't know, man. Josh Bell, yeah. I'm not ready to go there yet. If if he's available in, you know, the late 200s, great, I'll take that. I'm not looking at ADP. For those who know me, I don't look at ADP until I've done all my own projections and modeling and research because I don't want it to poison my own decision-making. So I don't know where he's going, and I don't want to be told. I'll turn it off. I'll shut everything down right now if somebody tells me. <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad makes a fair point here. He says first base is just so pricey with a lot of people gravitated toward, which is why gravi- a lot of people gravitated towards Christian Walker last year. So his gut is telling him that maybe this is Josh Bell this year. Um, I think Christian Walker and Josh Bell are probably on different playing fields here, but I think he can be a, I think he's an average first baseman. Uh, that's just my opinion on Josh Bell. I don't think he's somebody who's going to be uh, jumping off the charts at you. So other than that one good year, he's really shown us that he is just an average first baseman. So. Fair enough. Uh, Some honorable mentions for the All-Star Splits Team 2023. Uh, Nelson Velasquez, of course, had a nice stretch there later on in the season. Showed a lot of pop there. Gave me some hope. Um, I'd also say Hogan Harris is in the mix, which was mentioned by Uncle Ted earlier in the show. Hogan Harris, pitcher for the Oakland A's. Uh, Any other honorable mentions you want to throw out there real quick for the Splits All-Stars? Brian Wu. Um... Nolan Gorman, he was a guy that I was really, really big on. Was Nolan Gorman? He had a he just strikes out so much for me. I love Nolan Gorman. If you follow me on Twitter, I, I was so big on him last year, um, and he's a guy that I really think can deliver twenty five, thirty homer pop. Uh, he's just always fucking hurt, uh, and he strikes out too much. Uh, but he's a guy that again I think uh, that that can that can deliver for you, especially at second base. Uh, a lot of a lot of pop there. Uh, Luke Rayleigh, he's almost beyond splits. Like he was just, he's on the splits team, but he was really consistent actually. Uh, yep. a lot of the season, Luke Rayleigh. Uh, yeah. Where's he at again? He got traded. Luke Rayleigh. Yeah. Oh, say it ain't so Joe. Yeah. He's not with Tampa. He's on anymore. the Mariners. That's, That's right. right. He went to Seattle. Luke yep. Rayleigh's in Seattle now. They needed more offense. So it makes sense that they would try to add somebody like that. At least in my opinion, I see that yeah. as a, uh, smart move. Also, uh, more Tampa. Isak Paredes could be argued on the squad. Only 24 right. years old, still young. Only 24. Uh, I don't know if Ryan Noda deserves it. He didn't really have a consistent stretch entirely. He was just a really good OBP guy. I was diehard Ryan Noda guy last year. I talked about him you a were. lot. You were. Super OBP dude. He's OBP yep. Megalord, and he will be on that Oakland team drawing walks all season long. So if you're an OBP league, you definitely want to have Ryan Noda on your squad wasn't, if you can get him. Wasn't Britton a big Ryan Noda guy too? If I'm not mistaken, I believe he oh, was. If he was, then I really am sorry that we didn't get to join in each other's love for Ryan Noda. Also, yeah. uh, teammate Brent Rooker. He had a nice stretch there. Great call. And then he kind of got, he slid off. 23, Brent Rooker did, but Rooker also was a little bit sabotaged by the team because they didn't want him to meet certain goals, actually. If you read into that, it happened later in the year. Not uh, Elvis Andrews-like from a couple years prior, necessarily, but Oakland's not 
opposed to doing dumb shit like that. All right. Well, we got to get to professional development before we get out of here. So let's roll the tape for Palazzo Podcast. We're live here. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Mike Govier. Give me two. Mike Virginia. Underscore Mike V on Twitter at MJ Govier. Professional development begins now. Very well right. done, Michael Govier. Love, love that. <laughs> if you guys go, make sure you guys go back and watch all of our previous clips. I actually listened to an old podcast earlier today, Michael Govier. Wow, uh, you uh, really are fired up. Year. You're out of control, dude. I did, uh, and professional <laughs> development was part of it. Um, and uh, Michael Govier made this little clip here, and it's just, it's just, it's awesome that he brings this shit to to the to our, <laughs> our segments. Um, it's so, a great segment. Uh, I love it. We all came it up is. with it. It's a great idea. I'm going to start with you here first, Michael. Uh, I want to know how your attack, I know league format and scoring, if it's dynasty, if it's redraft, all that stuff, you know, obviously comes in, into play here. But how do you attack your first three picks and drafts? And the reason why I'm saying three is because I really feel like this is the core group of really what makes your team. Uh, and I know draft si- or t- league size uh, comes into play here, but, you know, are, are you a guy that loads up on pitching? Are you a guy who loads up on uh, uh, hitting first with your first three picks? Or is it a combination? Or is it kind of just, you know, see how see how things shake out? How do you go into a draft noting that, hey, these are the guys that I want and things could change just ever, you know, can change quickly? Yeah, I think what I know now is that I'm, I'm always trying to shoot for guys that I think are going to have a better year than last year, even for the first three picks, right? Now, mm-hmm. in the top 15, you got a lot of guys who coming off excellent seasons. Did they do it once? Did they do it twice? Are they having a consistent stretch of play? Are they on a team that provides a lot of opportunities for them to maximize their skill set and maximize production, right? Yep. You know, Manny Machado, last year in my main event league, and I've talked about this plenty for those that know me last year, the main event league... I drafted Manny Machado and Sandy Alcantara with my first two picks. I was at the end. I was at uh, pick 15. And I took both those guys, and I'm not really sure why I did it, frankly. That's honesty for you, because that sounds bad, and that's embarrassing to admit. But it's true. I, I actually was in a draft on the flight to Vegas when that was taking place in my home league, which is a head-to-head Cats league, Mike. And I kept hearing one of the guys in the text thread say, "What was? why don't you like Manny Machado, Mike? And that got in my head. And I'm like, why don't I like Manny Machado? He's really good. And then, you know, I ended up drafting him that morning in Vegas for my main event squad. And, of course, Sandy Alcantara, I should not have drafted that high because I, he have, came off a career year and a stretch run where he's pitched a lot of innings. And I got too caught up in my emotional aspect. So, for me, I... Want to remove emotion. I want to look to guys who are going to go beyond what they did last year, right? I'm, I'm looking for guys that I feel confident will be first-rounders in 2025. That's a key aspect for me this year. Well, and I think this is a, a, a perfect segment to bring this up. So walk us through that. I know you said you don't know why, but like at least it's described to us at, at that pick, I know you said you picked at, at 15. You took a hitter and you took a starting pitcher. Did you go into that draft thinking that, saying to yourself, like, 
because I'm picking late and it's going to be a while until it gets back to me, I want to grab a hitter and I want to grab a, a an, an ace and Sandy Alcantara. Or was it kind of just like a on the whim, like, hey, this is where these guys are falling to me at. I'm going to take these guys. Yeah, I was concerned about starting pitching, so I felt I needed to take a starting pitcher that I could... Because the year before that, I was I was really weak on strikeouts, and I felt I had a hole there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need a guy who I can count on as my ace number one stud right off the bat. And on the other side, I was like, I need a hitter. I It could be any hitter, really. I wasn't really looking at position because I thought third base being... Which is a mistake I made. Is third base ended up being very deep last year, but coming into draft season, everybody was saying, "Oh, it's shallow, it's shallow." And somehow we I talked about that. I bought it. Yeah, somehow I bought yeah. into that, Mike. I don't know why yeah. I did. It's so stupid because I was. Uh, it's regrettable, but I was looking at Mookie Betts instead of Machado. But I decided to talk myself out of Mookie Betts, which was a mistake. Yeah. Well. All right, so now knowing what you know now, granted, you're not. I assume you're not taking Machado and Alcantara. Let's just say it comes this season comes back around. Well, obviously, Sandy's out for the year, so no Sandy. Bye, bye, Sandy. Right, Uh, but you're at 15 again. Are you still looking to take a bat and a starting pitcher, or would you be looking to take double bats or double starting pitcher? I'm not sure that I'm going to do anything that is required i'm going to look at the league i'm in and i'm going to determine the position scarcity and i'm going to follow my own rankings 100 to the t all the way and i'm not going to listen to anybody else and i'm not going to let these things get in my head along the way i'll listen to other people but i mean is i'm going to make my choice and if i feel that a guy a guy is going to have a great year based on what I've done in the background, which means looking at his season last year, looking at the projections for this year, looking at the state of his current career arc. Where is he? Is he 29 years old? Is he in the prime? Is he on the back end? Is he still developing and he's in for some more challenges? Uh, Is he on a team that really doesn't emphasize his skill set? All these things come into play at once. And that's what I'll look at. And that's how I will review my choice and make my determination. I don't even know where I want to be in the draft either. Like, I need to look at that. Do I want to be in the middle of the draft, the back end, the front end of the draft? I'm not sure that stuff always comes into play. Like, you draft a good team anywhere if you know what you're doing, I think. That's correct. Yeah. Well, and back to my earlier pod, or the pod that I listened to earlier today, you actually gave a great piece of advice, is you can literally have the best draft. You can do all things right, and it still doesn't end up end up being your year and you don't win it obviously a lot goes into play in terms of health and obviously playing the waiver wire and all that good stuff um but um i think you hit it right on the head you're a good player you know uh you know this stuff you've been around the the game long enough to have educated opinions where you don't need to listen to anybody else so trust your gut i think that's a great and for this segment for all of you people who are listening to us now or later um is trust your gut just because if i'd like one guy at number number 12 and michael likes a different guy at number 12 doesn't mean you have to like those players at number 12 right if you feel strongly about a certain player and again all the 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 tidbits that michael offered in terms of where they are in their career arc the season they had last year their splits whatever you want to look at you have to go into each draft that you're that you're participating in with a plan of attack right meaning these are the guys that I'm going to be staying away from. These are the guys that I'm going to be looking to get. Um, maybe I do a combination of uh, with my thir- first three picks of starting pitching and hitters. Maybe I just load up on hitters, whatever it may be. You have to 
you can drive yourself nuts doing it that way. I think if you go around and see what everybody else is doing or thinking, right? Um, yeah. And I think another thing to add to piggyback off this point is a lot of times people don't do these, don't don't draft prep with practicing mock drafts, right? Which I think is critical heading into draft season. Um, now you do. Mind you, and you can you can play around. Like if you go to Fantasy Pros, um, you can play around and put yourself in certain areas of the draft. You can have yourself be number one, the back end, the middle, whatever it may be. Kind of get an idea of where these guys are going, and and say, hey, around this pick, I can probably get my hands on this guy. If I get number twelve or fifteen, I can get my hands around this these guys. Um, and it's something to 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 make note of heading into your own drafts. That way, you're you're ready because, like Michael and I already alluded to. Things can happen on a dime and you only have what a minute, minute 30, sometimes two minutes to make a pick. You have to be willing to pivot. If I don't get this guy, here's a guy that I have as a backup plan. So uh, that's kind of how I approach the first three picks. Um, but usually and Britt and I talked about this on our on our last show of the season, I think. Um I'm usually pretty big on taking two bats back to back, um, no matter where I am in the draft. I want two big bats. I want guys to anchor my offense. Um, and that's kind of my approach. And then depending on who's left in the third round, I'll take a picture there. Yeah, on the YouTube here, we're showing the current ADP on Fantasy Pros, the top 10, 17 players. You, know, you got Acuna, Julio, Rodriguez, Witt. Betts is up to four this year. Wow. Uh, there was concern about him and injuries coming into last season for Mookie Betts. I remember that. There was there was worries. Uh, Kyle Tucker, Fernando Tatis is sixth. Jeez, is this right? This is, I mean, these are all, we'll do the average, and that's what this yeah. is, of CBS, Yahoo, RTS Sports, and NFBC. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't believe Tatis is all the way up average of eight. Yeah, that's a little high for me. A little rich. But maybe that's, see, this is what I'm talking about. You know, why do I do I want to target a guy like Tatis who obviously could do more but hasn't shown that? I'm gonna have to look inside the numbers. I'm gonna have to look at his his K rate, his progression. That's what we did the splits all-star team today, guys. Because we want to look at these moments within the season that show promise, but then they don't last. Why don't they last? What caused any changes to occur? These are factors we have to look at with players. And then more importantly, for Mike's point here, Mike Virginia is being very clear about this, that it's not so much about the players, it's about roster construction, too. And we want to really emphasize that. We really want to push that part, which is a really important part of drafting and organizing your team. And then you got a whole season of fab and waiver wire, which is just as important, if not more, than the draft itself. Let me let me ask you this question, Michael, too, because I, I think this 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 point gets brought up a lot during draft uh, prep, and I'm interested to hear your take on this. You mentioned it very briefly earlier too about um, you know position scarcity, right? Like third base, right? Everyone's saying, "Oh, third base is really really shallow this year." Does that hold a lot of weight for you when you go to draft, say your first pick? I, mean, I know you talked about Machado, but going into this year, and I haven't even done my homework or research for those of you guys. So don't don't jump down my throat here. Um, but let's just say, you know, second base is really, really, really shallow and Mookie Bits fits that bill. Um, but it may not be. a. There's some other better, maybe some better players on the board. Are you taking a player just because the position is, is shallow or are you taking the best available? Uh, I think a position being shallow is 
very relative to how you define the terms and the expectations of players. So for me, I want to get the best players. But of course, you know, this is always a thing. Like Shohei Otani was, oh, do I want Shohei as a utility? Well, who cares? Yeah, because then it loses up my utility. You're going to get that type of production in your utility spot. You take it. Yeah. So I'm not as diehard on the, I got to get these guys at these positions at this point in the draft. I, I want to get the best players available and how the draft plays out will determine who I pick. And I think I'm pretty steadfast on that. Hit that button once again, uh, because I am with you a hundred percent on that take, uh, because I don't, put a lot of value into that. I'm very big on drafting the best available at that spot, right? So if, uh, if, if, I, if, again, if somebody falls to me that I'm really, really in love with, and I'm like, shit, I did I already drafted an outfielder with my first pick and I have to take a second one and he's the best available at that spot. I'm fine with that. Um, because again, at the end of the day, now I have two guys in the outfield that are going to anchor my offense um, and I can pivot and find other positions and maybe get some deeper guys later in the draft. But I'm cer- certainly not adding bumping a guy up over another guy simply because the sh- the position is quote unquote shallow without knowing what happens throughout the rest of the year. Like we talked about last year, we talked, you and I talked about it plenty of times with third base. Um, everyone was talking about how shallow third base was third base was deep as fuck last year. And we had a lot of guys that turned out to be great, great players at, at the position. Yeah. So um, that's kind of my take with, with, uh, with where to draft guys and how to draft guys. And you hit it right on the head. It really depends on how your draft is going. Some guys value guys other than in other places, and some guys fall to you, and some guys people reach for. So, um, yep. you know, it's it, it, it's a it's a draft by draft basis. So, uh, but I think there is a something to be said for you have to have a good knowledge base of what guys are going in which which rounds um, and what guys you're looking to target within said rounds. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, a couple of comments here. Joe says, I tend to focus my splits research on facial hair versus clean shaven. My research shows that when guys grow out their facial hair, they are much better hitters. Okay, well, that's something I hadn't thought about. Joe, that is, thank you, Joe. Thank you for enlightening us. Chad says, Witt is my number one. One, in my opinion, Bobby Witt. Facial hair, it's a fact, Joe. I'll lock that in, Joe. Here we go. And uh, Chad says, Adding real bats to the lineup, including now Adam Frazier today, ups the runs and RBIs to well above average to go with the rest of his elite numbers. Now, fair enough. Adam Frazier, that's what really moves the needle in fantasy baseball. Uh, Chad also says, uh, expect a potential first-round premium for Jackson Holiday. But in redraft? Day? Very funny. You're very funny. All right, well, uh, I think that about does it, Mike, right? Uh there's so much we didn't satisfied? get to. I do, but there's so much we didn't get to. I literally, and I'll speak for Michael here too. We could literally sit here and talk baseball literally until the cows come home. Um, I love baseball so much. and I'm so looking forward to fantasy baseball. If, the, if you guys already haven't tapped in, I know it's January and football's still going on. Um, make sure you guys check out the other stuff that we have going on with all the prospects, the next big three, the stuff that Ben and, and Robbie are doing. We got a lot of other great content coming for you. Mock draft stuff, talking about draft prep, guys we're high on, guys we're low on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know what the best part about this is we haven't, we don't even have our third amigo part of this show yet. Because he's he's been a little busy with stuff. Britton Allen 
right? Uh, it, the shows is, is is going like this, guys. It's just going to continue continue to go up all the way up until Bozo Fest 2024, uh, which I'm <laughs> very much looking forward to as well. So thank you guys yeah, all for be joining back soon. us today. Yeah, Britain's uh, busy January, but he's ready to go for February. Uh, also, I just want to give a shout out to my guy, Chad. Uh, Chad's had some real health issues lately, and it's been real difficult. And he uh, started a GoFundMe, so I'm putting it in the chat. If you guys could help Chad out, if you can, it's fine. But I'm just saying, if you can help, you can help. He's had a lot of major issues lately. And Chad, I appreciate you, man. You hang in there. Keep doing what you do, brother. He's, uh, he's had a tough go, and I always try to, if people need help, we'll try to do what we can here. So... Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, we know fantasy. Yeah, we like to crack jokes. We also, we care here at the Palazzo Podcast. Make sure you follow Mike on Twitter at underscore Mike VA. I'm at MJ Govier. You can follow Britton Allen, two T's, two L's as well on Twitter. And Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me follow two. Sam Worshing and Sam FBB1. Follow Big Gentle Ben and Robbie Baseball1 on Twitter. All these people are great people. The Palazzo Podcast got a killer cast of characters this year. Really excited where we're going to go with this show. And we're going to have fun. And we're going to learn. And we're going to win. And that's what it's all about, Mike, right? Absolutely. Be- before we head off and we give Russell Crowe his due, I want to I have you go on the record really quick. Who takes down the championship games tomorrow? I assume, uh, assume the 49ers and Ravens will win. That's my assumption. Although I would say... Patrick Mahomes, he, you know, you never know what he's going to do. And if, but I think the defense for Baltimore might be the difference. I was wrong about the Baltimore defense about three quarters of the way through the season. I thought they were trash. I thought they were overrated, but I was wrong. Their, their defense is really good. And I was thinking of their defense of the previous couple seasons. They're not like that. They yeah. have Mike McDonald run the show there, former Michigan guy. And there is a strong confidence that Baltimore will go to the Super Bowl this year and take on the 49ers. I'd love to see my Bozo Lions win, but um, I think the Lions can win. I really do. I just can't. I'm not going to predict it for sure. I'd have to see it to believe it. I could never predict that they would go to the Super Bowl. I No way I could do that, ever. I'm locking it in here, and I feel confident wow. about this as well because I play in a season-long pick em. I am predicting the Baltimore Ravens, my Baltimore Ravens, and your Detroit Bozo Lions in the Super Bowl this year. Hit the lock it in button. Jameer Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god himself, going to be too much for that San Francisco. And San Francisco is going to come out and lay an egg. Detroit, the Cinderella story continues. They go to the Super Bowl against my Ravens. I'm locking it in. Wow. Chad also says, and follow Govier at the local supermarket. What does that mean? <laughs> Am I, have you been following me at the supermarket? I didn't know uh, I was being followed. I mean, I'm going to watch this game, Detroit, in the NFC title game. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be so bizarre to see. I don't think the 49ers are that special. I really don't. They're very beatable. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for connecting. Chad says, I'm predicting David Montgomery wins NFC Championship MVP. Just a mess with VA. There it is. Yes. Your guy, Montgomery. Yep. He had a good season. You're right. He scored double-digit touchdowns. So yep, a good call. And uh, Aaron Jones finally came alive, a guy that you were waiting all season. He finally showed up. He did. He was dominant for a minute. <laughs> all right, here. Baseball rules the day. It's baseball season going forth. YouTube, subscribe, like the videos, connect with us. For Mikey V, I'm Mike Govier, and we're the Palazzo Podcast. Bye. All right, lads. 
Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.